Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in. Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala ahli baytihi at-tayyibin at-tahirin. What's the first thing that I'm thinking about every time I wake up in the morning? What's perhaps the first thing that comes to my mind around the middle of the day? What's the last thing that I think about at the end of the day? For many of us, we could perhaps answer these questions with a whole host of different answers. But probably if you're listening to this as you're fasting during the holy month of Ramadan, the thought that comes to your mind in the beginning of the day, the thought that comes to your mind in the middle of the day, the thought that comes to your mind at the end of the day is likely food. Because the month of Ramadan, the first thought that comes to our mind and that which is most often connotated with the holy month is fasting. It's abstaining from food and drink. We talk about it so often. We speak about it so much. And as much as the month of Ramadan is so much more than fasting, it's a month of community, it's a month of worship, it's a month of Quran, it's a month of dua, it's a month of dhikr. It's a month whereby we crush our own egos and allow for our spiritual dimension of our existence to be illuminated by the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in its essence. But in reality, for many of us, when you break it down, it's how am I going to fast tomorrow? How am I going to stay away from coffee every single day for the next 27, for the next 30 days of this holy month? What am I going to do on weekends when I would normally go out and have weekend brunch with my friends or with my family members? It's going to be way too challenging. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. You see, our minds are so fixated on food. Everything that we think about from the morning to the evening to everything in between is about where I'm going to eat, how I'm going to eat, what I'm going to eat, how much money I can afford to spend on eating out or who am I going to eat with and so on and so forth. And in reality, I speak about myself before I speak about anyone else. Food is so central and it's so incredibly important to every single one of us. And especially where we have opportunities to have such clean cut and easy accessibility to food at any time of day, it's just so difficult to abstain from it. Fasting is very, very challenging. But at the same time, the month of Ramadan is a lot more than fasting the fasting of our stomachs. But rather, as we come forth and we see within numerous traditions of the Messenger, وسلم, and Ahlul Bayt, peace and blessings be upon them, that abstaining from food and drink is just one means and one mechanism to crush our ego and again allow for that divine light to illuminate through our entire existence. It's about a sense of consciousness that one has when they abstain from food and drink, but in reality, it's about understanding that we need to be careful with that which we look at with our eyes and that which we hear with our ears and that which we say with our tongues and that which we touch with our hands. And for many people who can't fast during the holy month of Ramadan, you also have to understand that fasting is, not again, not only about abstaining from food and drink. There are plenty of women who are uh, expecting children, for instance, 
There are other women who are breastfeeding. There are folks who are sick. There are people who are traveling. There are elderly who are just unable to fast due to the physical exhaustion of it. And there are many young people as well who fasting has not yet become an obligation upon them. But that does not mean that you cannot benefit from the holy month of Ramadan because again, there's just so much more to it than that. And then if we are only abstaining from food and drink during the course of the holy month of Ramadan, and we are exhausting ourselves, but at the same time we're allowing for our eyes to see whatever it pleases, we're allowing for our ears to hear the gossip and the backbiting of our friends and of our family and of our community members, and we're allowing our tongues to be abusive because of how angry and how hungry we are getting during the course of these days and how frustrated that it tends to be due to these long 16, 17, 18 hour fasts, then, it, then at the end of the day, is that really fasting anyway? It's about understanding again that through this one means of keeping away food from our stomach, that it's just a reminder for us at the end of the day to really focus on that which is important. For even those who are traveling, those who are ill, those who are sick, our jurists have told us that out of respect for the holy month of Ramadan, it's probably better that we limit how much food that we intake on a day-to-day basis, again, even if we're not fasting. Because food is so central to us. And then again, the end goal and the end objective of the month of Ramadan is about attaining, is about attaining the sense of proximity and God consciousness and taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kutiba alaykum as-siyam kama kutiba ala ladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. And in one of the supplications of Imam Zayn al-Abideen, the great grandson of God's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ali ibn al-Husayn, he states, وَهَذَا شَهْرُ الصِّيَامِ شَهْرُ الْإِسْلَامِ وَشَهْرُ الطُّهُورِ That this is the month of fasting. And he continues very soon after that to say, not only fasting meaning the abstain of food and drink, but it's the month of submission, شَهْرُ الْإِسْلَامِ وَشَهْرُ الطُّهُورِ And it's the month of purity. وَشَهْرُ الطَّمْهِيسِ And it's the month by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts us to test. He sees how we behave. He sees whether being in a state of observance, understanding this importance of community, of reaching out to one's family members, are we really doing all of that? Are we really maximizing these days? Are we really put are we really putting forth more of an effort during these days than in other days to really make sure that we're more careful with our behavior, with our words, with our actions? Washahrul Qiyam and this is the month of standing in prayer. And this is the month in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Qur'an down and sent it as a guidance to its people. And he continues by speaking about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this month exclusive in comparison with all other months. And we spoke about this in previous days and in previous episodes about how the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has spoken about this month as the best of months and its days as the best of days and its nights as the best of nights and its moments and its hours as the best of hours. But that dua which we really want to focus on in terms of the attainment of it during this blessed month is also spoken in this lengthy supplication 
of Ali ibn al-Hussein Zain al-Abideen. He states, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala. O Allah, O my Lord, bless Muhammad and his family. Wa alhimna ma'rifata fadla wa ajlala hurmata. O Allah, and grant us and inspire us with the knowledge of its excellence. The excellence of this month. Because when we have an awareness of the situation that we're in, we're better suited and we're more prepared for it. When you take a look at an athlete and the best of athletes during our days, you come and you see how much more focus that they have when the game is on the line. Those players which are more clutch, they're just far more appreciated. They're able to pick up their game in the midst of the playoffs, in the midst of the finals or the championship, because they know the importance of the situation that they're in at that particular moment. No one wants someone who's weak-minded or weak-hearted. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He consistently speaks about the month of Ramadan, as does the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala, as does His Immaculate Family, peace and blessings be upon them, which is why our mosques fill up during this month and our community centers are packed and everyone wants to be around during these days and we should never be the means by which to repel someone when they're utilizing these days to come back into the space don't ever be that person but over here we're asking god oh allah grant us and inspire us with the knowledge of its excellence oh allah really allow for us to understand the importance of these days Allow for us to be clutch in these moments. Allow for us to pick up our game during the course of these nights. And Allah inspire us with the understanding of how excellent in terms of sanctity these days and these nights are. Again, keeping in mind, when you have an awareness of where you're at, you just tend or you have to be someone who outperforms in comparison with other days. وَتَحَفُّضَ مِمَّا O Allah, and allow for us to be more cautious about that which has been forbidden. There's so much during the month of Ramadan which is forbidden when in comparison with other days is not forbidden, like food, like drink, having relationships with one's spouse during the time of fasting, whatever it might be. Allow for us to be cognizant, allow for us to be in a state of understanding. And then he continues, And this is the important line that I want to get to. In which he states, And O oh Allah, allow us to fast in it. But not the fasting of our stomachs. O oh Allah, O oh my Lord, allow for us to fast during this month by the restraining of our limbs from acts of disobedience towards thee. That's what true fasting is all about. Because if I allow for this day to pass me by again, but I'm so hungry, I'm so frustrated, I'm so tired that I'm going to be rude to my coworkers, to my spouse, to my parents, toward my children, then what's the point of that fast at the end of the day? Oh Allah, and allow for those limbs of mine during the course of my fasting to be a transformation whereby what I'm doing is only pleasing you. It's only bringing your contentment. Again, fasting is not the fasting of the stomach. It's the fasting of our physical body, which begins with a sense of spiritual awakening and awareness. And we continue, حَتَّى لَا نُسْغِيَ بِأَسْمَاءِنَا 
Oh Allah, do not allow for these ears during the course of my fasting to be engaged in listening to that which is only a distraction. Oh Allah, and do not allow for our eyes to be diverted with the deceptions of this world. O oh Allah, do not allow for our hands to stretch to that which is forbidden. And we continue, وَلَا نَنْتَقَبَلْ سِنَتُنَا إِلَّا بِمَا مَثَّلْتْ O Allah, and do not allow for our tongues to speak, or rather only allow for our tongues to speak that which you have praised. Allow for the words that we speak only to be words that bring forth benefit toward other people. Fasting during the holy month of Ramadan is just one really small portion, and I mean when I speak of fasting, abstaining from food and drink of these days. But that is supposed to be the first stepping stone in the transformation of our bodies entirely, and that we become so accustomed to being careful of what we hear and what we see and what we say and what we touch and who we interact with and how we interact with them. We become so cautious in our behaviors that it's not only something that we do when we're physically fasting during the month of Ramadan from food and drink, but rather it becomes just our lifestyle every single day from the day of Eid until the very end because we know that for many times and for many people, that we are actually sort of more spiritual. We are more connected to God before the month of Ramadan begins or on the first or on the second or on the third of the month of Ramadan. But by the end of the month, the day of Eid passes and we are so far away from God, even further away than we were in the beginning of the holy month. And that's a problem. That means that the fast didn't bear the fruit of what it meant. And that the days and the nights of the month of Ramadan were not recognized for their intense reverence and sanctity in the way that God had intended it for us to sort of reach. We need to go back and then check ourselves and understand where might have we have lapsed in previous years and what sort of steps and strides do we need to make moving forward. So that this, these days and that these nights and that this blessed month is truly a means to transform who we are, our etiquette, our character from the day that we leave this blessed month and allow for us to be a completely new person so that when we arrive to the month of Ramadan next year, inshallah, we have already reconciled all of those obstacles that we have within our own souls and rather we could take the next sort of step in our own personal growth and development and proximity to our Creator. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen وصل اللهم على محمد وآله الطاهرين. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jaffer and look out for him on Facebook.